Hello everyone, I'm Paris Fox and I'd like to welcome you to 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox hosted by Richard Lummis. What makes a great leader? Is it genetic or can you learn leadership skills? Join Tom Fox and Richard Lummis in this podcast where they consider leadership from a wide variety of perspectives, academic, behavioral science, history, popular culture, the movies, and much more. You'll learn about specific tactics and strategies that you can bring to your own leadership toolkit. 12 O'Clock High is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today we're going to do something special because I have Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey is the chairman of the C-Suite Network, primetime television and podcast host. But for this podcast, we're going to talk to him in his role as an author. So, Jeffrey, first of all, welcome to Houston. Thank you. It's great to be in Houston. You know, I'm from way up north in South Dakota, so this is really warm to me. So this is great. <laughs> well, uh, why are you down in Houston this weekend? I'm here as part of the National Speakers Association, and our C-Suite Network's down here doing a couple programs and just involved. I've been a member of the National Speakers Association since 1986. I'm in their Hall of Fame. So when the industry gathers, just like any other association, you go where the you know the industry gathers, and it's a great learning experience, and you get motivated, inspired, and that's what I'm here for. Well, uh, you probably weren't aware of this, but yesterday was Go Texan Day because today is the first day of the rodeo. I do know that because I, ha- I used to have a brother who was a bull rider, and so in the rodeo, and of course, when you come to Houston, that's all they talk about is the rodeo. So yeah, I knew everything was going on. Well, we're talking about it this weekend, and in fact, we're both wearing skins today. So it, can, what kind of skins are you wearing? I, today, mine, mine's Cayman, so okay. I've got Cayman boots on today. They're Lucasi, a good Texas product. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're like the Jimmy Choo's of boots. <laughs> so I'm wearing ostrich skins today it's from ML uh, Letty from Fort Worth. Oh, good. See, look, we worked at, we worked at a couple of uh, good uh, promotional items in there. That's great. Jeffrey, I've been dying to visit with you about your book, The Hero Factor. So could I ask you, why did you write this book? I wrote the book because I started seeing uh, a group of men and women who lead businesses who are running hero cultures. They're running hero businesses. Nobody wakes up every morning as a leader and says, I can't wait to be a hero, just like real heroes in in the world and in the military and uh, heroic acts. They don't intend to be heroes. They're just put in the right place at the right time. And there's lots of leaders in business who are running hero businesses. And these are the kind of businesses that, you know, quite frankly, they're value-based. They're based on values. They have certain sets of values, and everybody in the organization knows what they are. And as a result, they live those values every day. Walk-away values is what I like to call them. And they have things like diversity and inclusion. And they just, you know, they stand for certain things no matter what, that principle of it. And as a result of that, they gross more revenue. They make more money than their competitors in the marketplace. They have happier employees. They have more engaged customers. They have vendors who want to do business with them. And, and, and as you know, and uh, you know, and knowing other businesses, when they walk through the town, people point at them and go, "There goes a great business," you know. And that's what this is all about. So it's about the hero factor, how, how they stand out above everybody else. I think most people have heard of the term servant leadership, but you talk about hero leadership. Yeah. What's hero leadership? Well, it, it, servant leadership is a part of it, serving others and doing it. But the hero leadership is really st- setting a set of values that you're going to walk and, and operate with a certain set of values, whatever those are. You know. And by the way, and it could be adverse to your business as well. I mean, there could be some bad things, but most by and large, it actually is the opposite of that. Let's take you know, Kathy Truitt uh, or Truett Kathy from uh, Chick-fil-A. He has a value that he believes that you, you know, shouldn't have same-sex marriage. 
Okay, there's a lot of people that don't like that. But he stands for that and says that's just one of his values. And if you don't like it, don't buy my Chick-fil-A sandwich. Now, I happen to like his Chick-fil-A sandwich. Can't stand that particular stand on that issue. But nonetheless, he has every right to do that. But it's about his own Christian values. You know, those are different than mine. I'm Christian as well. But nonetheless, he stands for certain values. Or let's take it to his business side, not the personal side. On the business side, he says we're not open on Sunday. Absolutely. He's not open on Sunday. Why? Because he believes that's a day of rest for him. And there's others like that. Another Texas-based company, Michael's, same way. Um, but let's, let's go to Starbucks. Now, Starbucks is kind of a, you would think, a, you know, from Seattle, left wing, kind of a crazy kind of company, you know. And, you know, in my state of South Dakota, in many states, there's a thing called uh, National Gun Day. And on National Gun Day, people actually walk down the streets and do a parade carrying open firearms. And the, you know what they do? They go into Starbucks and buy coffee as a kind of a, a way to kind of, you know, tick off Starbucks, but Starbucks allows it. Why? Because their values are we reflect the values of the community. And I, to me, that's, that's certain kinds of things that kind of come out that, to me, are at odds somewhat with uh, Howard Schultz. I mean, I, don't, I think Howard Schultz is probably pretty much a, um, an anti-gun kind of guy from, from everything I can see when he was talking about running for president and everything else. So, but yet their, their values are this is what we stand for. Last summer, the... Uh Business Roundtable came out with a statement on the purpose of a corporation. Yep. And they expanded the statement on the purpose or the purpose of a corporation from simply shareholder value to a variety of stakeholders. And they added values. Yep. Why did uh, I found that incredibly It means something. Because it means something. I, I was ecstatic because that's what I, that's the entire book, the hero factors. You know how great uh, companies transform, transform uh, and create winning cultures, and it's all always around values. And to me, that was like, oh, what a value validation for what we do at the Hero Club. What's the validation? What most leaders in the C-suite network do, and that is lead with great purpose and great value. So what is... By the way, it, it pays. It pays. I, I just, you know, again, let me be clear. It, go, it, there, you can go to the herofactorbook.com. You can get a free assessment. Take an assessment and see where your company is. But there's a great chart on page 12 of the book and in that kit where it says it will plot your business out. What kind of business are you? Are you a wannabe, a do-gooder? Are you a, an asshat, you know, which is I, I sure hope there's no one listening to this show that's like that, you know, or you're an operational excellence kind of company there, you know, or good co. There's all these different versions of it. But it pays. If you have great values, it pays. We systematically approve that over and over and over. So the, uh, uh, one of the things that intrigued me about the book was the number of toolkit items you had in there. Yeah. There were self-assessments. There were checklists. There were things that you could actually utilize in a workshop. Why did you put those items in the book? Well, first of all, I'm impressed you read it like that. That was good because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you go in these interviews, they don't always know. Because I want people to know how to. You know, it's, it's one thing to be it. It's another thing, how do you get there? And, and, and even though I wrote the book and, I, and I'm trying to live like that, I've still got room to improve, right? Um, I, every time I was, I was reading the book, in fact, I remember back in the November before it came out, I was doing the audio version of it, and I'm reading my own book on the audio going, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, right? So it's, it's just a way for a CEO, a founder of a company, to be able to have a roadmap to, to help do it and teach other people. You know, the Hero Club got started from a guy named Rob Ryan who uh, sold his company for $20 billion, and he gave a portion of that to every single employee in the company, making the single largest number of millionaires in, you know, in the world in one day. And, you know, that was one of the values that he, he said was to share with others, to share with the people that got him where he, you know, was. 
And, um, and I thought that was a pretty cool thing. And so my way is to say, okay, you know, and like Rob, is how do I teach other people? How do I show other people it's okay, you can do this, and it's good for business to do this. And to make sure that you take care of your employees, take care of your customers, take care of your environment, take care of the little league, take care of the symphony, take care of the arts, to do all the things in the community that good people should. Why? Because we can. Because we can. You're aware of the statement on the purpose of a business corporation. You're probably not aware that in April of last year, the Department of Justice issued new guidelines around anti-corruption compliance programs. In that document, they specified that the single most important thing in a company was now, in their mind, culture. Yeah. And that's values. Yeah. So now we have the regulators saying wow. what you said. That's, no, I wasn't aware of that. Thank you for I'm going to use that going forward. I'm going to look that up, so thank you. I mean, that's the value of great podcasts like this, by the way, is then I listen to podcasts. I'm a voracious podcast listener, and I'm, most people listen to more than one podcast. And um, and I, I actually have two. I have All Business with Jeffrey Hazel, and I also have The Hero Factor with Jeffrey Hazel. And I just think it's great to be able to get information like that. That's good. Um, you are a multimedia person. Yep. You podcast. You do television. You do interviews. But you also write. Why do you write in addition to your other media? You know, writing's a way for me to kind of like, it. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a former printer, too. Now, okay. yeah, so that's one thing. But, you know, so I'm, in, I'm the bigger believer in print since Gutenberg, you know, because I think, you know, the most important documents in the world have always been in writing. Contracts now, too, the same way, right? I'm a lawyer. Yeah, exactly. So that you, 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 you want to memorialize it, put in the contract. You know, and those are the things that I think are important. I, to me, writing is a way for me. It's very, um, it's very th therapeutic in terms of being able to just write it down. And most of the time, I just can't read my own writing. But... But writing it and working with my writer, uh, he was a ghostwriter for me, but I just, I mostly talk and then he writes and then we, we work from there. I'm a little bit dyslexic, so it's tough for me some days. Uh, but nonetheless, I like writing because I think writing makes you think, I think it makes you think more as opposed to just pontificating to talking. It makes you think. And when you see it in writing, it just does something. It's a little bit different. You know, to say I love you to your wife, but to write it, it's a little bit different. To take the time to write it, to take the time to write a note, to take the time to write a, a person or a letter, you know, even more than just an email. And a, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, when I read this book, I read it largely through the eyes of a compliance professional or a chief compliance officer, uh, not, not as much as a business leader. So I wanted to ask... Who's the audience for this book? Is it anyone up and down the chain? It really is, but uh, I'm really writing to mostly the the founders of companies, the owners of companies, the CEOs of companies, and the board and leadership. Like, you know, to talk about diversity, to talk about inclusion, to talk about the best practices to lead a business based on values and to, you know, have a winning culture, you know, what I call a hero culture, which is that really value culture. There's a big difference, and we need to talk about it. For years, we've been talking about how to cut businesses. We've been talking about how to get to the bottom line and all these things, and we've, we've, lost, the, we've lost our souls. We've lost our purpose. And, and, and I just, I'm always drawn back to those companies that have that soul, have that purpose, that are that value-based. They just do better. They're happier. They're, it's, you can just, it's like a feeling when you walk in the business. It's like, I'm in greatness. I'm in something that's different than anything else as a result of that, as opposed to going in, and I'll do respect, to Walmart or to GE or to companies to me that are cut, cut and dried cold. And there's nothing wrong with a bottom liner. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to be. But as I say in the book, just pick a side. Decide the kind of business that you want to be and then pick it. 
and then drive to that finish line. And if you do that, that's that's okay. But I can tell you that if you if you're building a business based on values and and, and you know to have a hero culture, oh man, there's nothing like it. it. It's a different. It's a whole different thing. And the other thing that really struck me that we mentioned earlier, but it's the toolkits yeah. that's available because I'm a big process guy, and you've laid out a process by which you can assess your values. You can then work to improve or manage your values, and then you can, on an ongoing basis, improve them going forward. Yeah, and check back in because, because by the way, your values change over time. Right. You know, is you know, we had certain. Like I used to be in politics when I was younger. I had certain kinds of views. When I'm older, I have different kinds of views. Right. Um, you have children. You 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 think, well, I'm never going to raise my kids like that. And then you turn around, you're repeating the same things your mom and dad said. So, you know, those are the things that we learn over time. So yeah, it's okay to check in, and, and you know, is it, it was a great movie. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> uh, I did want to ask you about the Hero Club. Could you say a few words about that? Yeah, the Hero Club is an organization, uh, again, a value-based, invite-only organization. We encourage people to apply um, to say, hey, we'd love to have you in as part of this to get together with other people. Uh, we vet every member that comes in in a, just a very simple way, but we have a discussion with you ahead of time, and usually most people are recommended, or they raise their hand and say, hey, I'm, I'm interested in coming in. And then uh, we get together on a regular basis. And what's really unique about the Hero Club is because of the values that everybody espouses, individually different, but they're making a statement. It's very interesting to watch people come into the room and they've taken the armor off. And it feels as though you will know everybody in the room already. And, and so there's deep friendships immediately. There's deep kind of partnerships that occur. And, and just a no-bullshit atmosphere, which is kind of nice. Where can listeners go for more information on either the Hero Factor or the Hero Club? Well, if you want to know, again, the assessment, theherofactorbook.com. You can certainly go to C-Suite Network, C-Suite Radio right here. Uh, the, this show is on. And then you can look up Hazlet, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T.com. Jeffrey, thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Ple pleasure, and thank you for being a part of C-Suite Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of 12 O'Clock High, a podcast on business leadership. If you would leave a rating, we're going to have several links uh, in the show notes to this podcast. So check out the link to Jeffrey's book, The Hero Factor. Also check out The Hero Club, also C-Suite Radio, which I'm a proud member of, and this podcast uh, is on as well. So hope you will check all of that out. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join me again next week where I have another podcast on business leadership. This is Paris Fox again. We hope you enjoyed this episode of 12 O'Clock High a podcast on business leadership with Tom Fox. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast. Thank you for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.